Welcome to Centre Church. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Uh, so this, uh, this morning, today is the last of this, um, of this series, Unlocked. And I was just asking God, how do we, how do we wind everything down and you know, how do we bring this to practice? What we have been hearing, the work of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, how the Spirit of God operates in us and work together with us. And the message that I felt God giving me is um, speak forth. You know, God is calling us to speak forth, to speak forth. The only way to unlock what you carry inside is to speak it out. If you are if there is a, a if you have got a big testimony of the goodness of God inside you, speak it out. If there is a miraculous things that God is doing inside you, speak it out. If you have got situations that are challenging your life, you have got to speak forth. So the emphasis of what I am talking about on the speaking forth, I'm not talking particularly about um, you know the things that I said initially, our testimonies, I'm mainly talking about speaking forth the word of God. There is power when we speak the word of God. The word of God is power. We see it from the beginning of time all the way to revelations. They are examples of uh, times when uh, uh, God would raise prophets to speak forth his word. Sometimes he raised them. So they speak against the sin that would be coming rampant in those times. So sometimes they spoke, he, they spoke against what was happening. Sometimes they spoke to comfort. Sometimes they spoke to encourage. But the power is in speaking forth what God is saying and what God is doing in that season. Praise God. So I'm going to read from Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. I will quickly read uh, from... Verse 4, and then I'll stop somewhere around verse 12. So it says, Jeremiah chapter 1, and I'm reading from verse 4. It says, Then the Lord, then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Be, uh, Before you were form, formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then then I, then, then said I, O Lord, behold, I cannot speak, I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I will send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. And then it says um, on verse 8, Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver. Uh, and for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. So don't be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you. Verse 9 says, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. 
And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Not in your ears, in your mouth. You know when somebody speaks to you, their words are coming into your ears. But here God says, I've touched your mouth. And the words are, I have put my words in your mouth. And this tells me that God wanted him to speak forth. It's one level to hear and to know the word of God. But it's another step high to speak forth the word of God. Because the word of God is a creative word. The word of God is power. The Bible talks of the word of God as a, as a fire. It talks of it as a fire that consumes. The Bible says in Hebrews, the word of God is quick, it is sharp, and it is alive. Quick there means it quickens, it brings to life even things that are about to die. That's how powerful the word of God is. So when God is calling us to speak forth, he is calling us to release the word that he has put in our mouth. You know, when we hear the word of God, sometimes it comes and it lingers around and it goes. But when God says, I have put my word in your mouth, it means God is calling us to receive his word. As we have received it over the, the past week when we were talking about unlocking. But then God is saying, that word has got now to come into your mouth. And you start to speak forth the things that God promises that he can do. Praise God. So further it says here, um, this is now verse 10. See, I have set this, and see, I have this day set, I have set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. The Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. I like the part where it says, I am ready to perform my word. Because the first thing that came, to my, that came to my spirit was that God has put his word in our mouth so that we speak it forth. And when we speak that word forth, God said, I am ready to perform it. So the word is God's word. The person who performs the word is still God. So the only thing that is left with me is to speak forth the word of God, which is power. When we look through, um, you know, in the other, in, in, in uh, Ezekiel, we see a conversation in Ezekiel 37. Prophet Ezekiel and God are having a conversation. They are dead bones, dead completely gone. And God is speaking to the prophet and he said, do you think these bones will live? The prophet Ezekiel answers God and said, you know God. And the verses that follow, God started to put his word to tell Ezekiel his word. And said to Ezekiel, I want you to speak forth this word and watch what will happen. 
So he started to speak forth the word as the Lord was giving him. In other words, he started to prophesy over that situation as he spoke the word that God was giving him. And he watched the dead bones coming together. He watched the dead bones getting flesh on them. As he spoke the word of God, he watched the, the, the dead bones becoming a, a mighty army. Verse 14 of Ezekiel 37, towards the end, it says, uh, when I looked, behold, a mighty army of the Lord. So when God was putting his word in the mouth of Ezekiel, and Ezekiel was speaking forth, Ezekiel, the part for Ezekiel was to release the word of God. And God was performing his word as Ezekiel was speaking forth that word. So as he spoke, he was seeing dead bones. But God was seeing a mighty army. He is looking, he is seeing the dead things. But God is not looking at this dead thing that is here right now. He is looking at the army that he is raising. And that started to speak to my to my uh, uh, to my to my spirit. There are a lot of times where God is calling us to rise up and to speak forth. Sometimes we look at our situations and they look dead. They look like this is not reversible. They look like there is no hope for this situation. But God says, "Watch! I am watching over my word to perform it. But who shall speak for us?" So when we start to look even in our time, we are seeing a lot of things that are happening contrary to the word of God. We are seeing an increase of ungodliness. We are seeing an increase of things that challenges the truth and the, uh, the foundation of what the Christian faith is about. And the Christians currently are quiet and silent. I'm not saying everyone, and this is not a, this is not to say we are not doing what we ought to be doing. I am just releasing the word of God as I understood it as I was reading. So what is happening? The world and the, and its worldliness, it's multiplying and pushing agendas that are not of God to affect how the church operates. But God is saying. Uh, rise up because I called you, I ordained you, and I put my words in your mouth. Speak forth the word, and you will see me perform my word. You know, when I talk about uh, speaking forth, and here we are, we are looking, uh, we are talking of uh, Prophet Jeremiah, we are talking, quoting from P Prophet uh, Ezekiel. What we see through scripture is when God wanted to change situations, when God wanted to do something, he would call prophets to speak into that situation. And what I am sensing in the season that we are in, God is calling us to speak forth. You know, when we talk about um, um, in the Old Testament times, we are seeing God calling prophets to speak in the way that they speak. But what I am talking about when I say God is calling us to speak forth, he is calling us to be a prophetic people. I'm not saying to be prophets, but to be a prophetic people. A people who discern what God is doing and what God is saying in this season and rise up and speak forth the heart of God to those situations. There are things that we are seeing in our time. 
where we need people of God who are confident and they know that God has ordained, called them, and put his word in their mouth to rise up in this season and start to speak forth the heart of God in situations that are troubling our nation. Praise the Lord. When when the prophetic people or the people of God, those whom God had ordained, put his word in them. When they are silent, evil continues to multiply. We can see that from uh, 1 Kings chapter 1 Kings chapter uh, chapter 1 Kings chapter 18. On verse 4, the story there, Jezebel was the, uh, the wife of King Ahab. King Ahab was king of was king of Israel, and the wife was an evil, an evil wife, and she was promoting idol worship even among Israelites. And at this point in time, in this narration, in First Kings chapter eighteen, Jezebel is busy. This wife of the king to kill the prophets of God, threatening them, intimidating them. And on verse 4 we hear that Obadiah took some of the prophets of God and hid them in the, in the cave. They were in the hiding. But while the prophets were in the hiding, evil was multiplying continually. Why? Because there was nobody to speak forth the heart of God. Those who are supposed to be speaking forth the heart of God, they were intimidated they were scared and they were in the hiding. I said this morning the message I am bringing is that speak forth because God has put his word in your mouth, in my mouth to speak forth for God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I pray that uh, we are moving together uh, people of God. So here the first thing is that when we speak forth the word of God, we bring the fire of God down into a situation. You see, where the word of God is spoken forth, there is fire that comes down. You know, Elijah is a good example. On one point, he was uh, challenging the prophets of Baal. And what he did, he called down the fire of God. And the physical fire came down. For us, I'm not talking about the physical fire. But what I know is when we call forth the word of God, when we speak forth the word of God, in situations, even stubborn situations, they bow down because there is power in the word of God. Praise the Lord. So God said to, uh, to Jeremiah, the first thing, the word is mine. Your part is to speak. And the second thing he says, I have put the word in your mouth, not only in the ears, let it get into the ears, but it should be in your mouth continuously. Unless the word of God is spoken over things, things that would arise and be alive will die in our watch. But when we start to speak forth the word of God, the word of God changes, changes things. When the enemy, the enemy wants to mute the people using manipulation and intimidation. Why am I say why am I why am I saying this? Because when people are scared, when people are silent and people are quiet, the enemy does what he wants and there is no one bringing forth a word to 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 uh, to counteract or to cancel what the enemy is doing. There is power in speaking forth the word of God. This is right from our own personal levels in our own lives. There are certain situations sometimes but what we speak over that situation depend, uh, determines the outcome 
of what will happen. Sometimes we have spoken death over things that God was working on. God was brewing an answer, healing some things. He was restoring some things. But we spoke with an eye that does not contain the word of God. And we killed things prematurely that God was working on. But I hear the Lord calling us in this season to be people who speak forth his word. When we read the story, the common story of uh, uh, David and Goliath, we hear David, a prophet of God, a young king, he rises up to go and fight uh, with, with, uh, uh, with, with, with the Philistines. And when he first, when he looked at Goliath, the first thing that he said to him is, uh, you come to me with whatever, you know, your swords and spears and everything. But I am coming to you in the name of the Lord. And he started to describe what, how he was going to win that battle. He said, today, I will bring you down. I will take your, your body and I will hand it over to the wild beast. And the name of the Lord shall be lifted. That was before even he started the fight. He sent forth the word. And the word that he spoke by faith healed a situation. Conquered the battle for him before he got to that place. It's time that we break out of that caves of silence. Maybe intimidation, scared and afraid. Because we have the word of God inside us that we ought to start to speak forth. Praise God. And you know, this, this does not only apply to us individually. It applies even when we speak forth into the lives of each other. I was saying when prophets speak forth, they activate something that is dying. A fire that was dying. When somebody speaks to you prophetically and call forth the gift of God that you carry, even if you are intimidated and afraid, there is a quickening and an awakening that happens in your spirit. And I just sense that in this season God wants to quicken and to awaken because many gifts as we have heard over the weeks are lying idle inside of us but it's time we start to open our mouth and speak forth over each other or maybe allow me to say and prophesy over each other and call forth the gift of God and awaken that which is dying and bring to life that which is going out so we hear here in Jeremiah Jeremiah is, to is told, uh, I am calling you to uproot, to bring down, to overthrow. So when Jeremiah would speak in a situation, whatever was standing bold, stubborn, and that would no, not bow. When he would speak, it means he would speak and demolish and bring down. And that is what a, a, a prophetic people do. Anything that stands against God, anything that arises stubborn against the word of God, against the fulfillment of God's promises, when we speak forth, we bring down, we uproot, we demolish. And then he says, and plant and build. The power is in our mouth. And in our mouth is the word of God. Because the word we are speaking, it's not our word, it's the word of God. Because when we speak our word, there is no one to perform it. 
But when it's God's word that we are speaking, God already promised that he will bring it to pass. He is watching over to perform it. Praise God. So I don't know what situation, some of the situations that might be standing and stubborn and uh, threatening you. It's time that in this season, we start to be strength to one another. We start to steer each other's gift. We start to call forth the gifts that are in each other. Do you know what? When I say becoming prophetic people, we are people who speak forth the word of God, who activate each other's gift, who steers everyone up. Life happens. And sometimes when life happens, you become frustrated, tired, drained, discouraged. But when you are among prophetic people, you are lifted. Because when prophets, when prophetic people are speaking, there is a steering and an ignition of a fire that awakens you. That's why I always say, when we come to church, discouraged and tired, why do, we go, why do I say, you go back home strong? It's the word that is preached but also still, still, the fellowship that happens where we speak forth in each other's life, where we strengthen each other, where we uplift each other. The power is in our mouth because God has put his word in our mouth. Praise God. When the word of God is in our ears, it's just knowledge packaged on the side. But God said, in your mouth, so that we speak it and we release it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Apostle Paul writes to the church and he starts to tell the church, you know in chapter 12 uh, where Tim read last week, he gave all the gifts of the spirit and uh, you know the supernatural gifts of the spirit. He takes a break and he started to talk about love. In fact, the last verse in chapter 12, verse in chapter at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the last verse, I think it's verse 3, it says, now let me show you the most excellent way. And started to talk about love. So he is saying, this, these gifts that we are talking about, even rising to be prophetic people, the speaking in tongues and all the gifts that we are talking about, they are very good, but they are anchored in love. They are anchored in love because when you love your sister or your brother, when you find them discouraged and low, you are steered from within to hold up with them and lift them up. We speak forth. But one thing I want to know, when, we resent, when there is an element of resentment somewhere even uh, you know, um, among us, that becomes an obstacle to activating each other to continue in the fire and the power of God. And that is why Apostle Paul had to stop when he was talking about uh, spiritual gifts and say, hang on a minute. I will carry on in chapter 14, but right here in chapter 13, let's put some things straight. And he says love is kind, uh, love is gentle, love is long-suffering, love you know, looks at, at the needs of others. Then he stepped back now in chapter 14, started to talk about how we ought to be prophetic people. He said, uh, all these gifts I've talked about, they are good, but I would rather you prophesy. Why? Because prophecy edifies the church. Prophet strengthens the church. Prophet awakens the church. To edify is to build up, to strengthen, and to steer up so that we continue to see the power and the move of God. So he says, I would rather 
you prophesy because that is what strengthens the church. This is what keeps even other gifts functioning because when the one who has got a gift of healing is feeling discouraged, when, the, when you speak prophetically to them, you reactivate a gift that was dying. Praise the Lord. So God is calling us to speak forth. You know, when we, when we love each other and we see each other as brothers and sisters and we see each other as one unit for the same cause, we will move in a power that would surprise us when we start to speak forth the word of God. You know, like when you hear a situation in someone's life, what do we speak? When you hear something that has befallen somebody, what do you speak? And I guess that's why Apostle Paul had to speak about love right there. Because what we speak forth will keep each other strong. We will lift each other, strengthen each other. And we will help each other to stay above what the enemy will be planting. You see, when you say uh, prophets and prophesy, Sometimes the church is becoming uh, afraid and they want to shrink away from it. They want to go into the cave and into the hiding because we have seen this gift, this gift misused. We have seen this gift manipulated and perverted by the enemy. And as a result, when you hear it, you think of weird things, you know, awkward things, some things that are not very, you know, not very pleasant to be among us. But let me remind you, people of God, that cannot stop us from rising up and speaking forth prophetically. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says we were given that gift to benefit the church, to edify the church. So we are not going to be silenced or to hide away because the enemy is perverting. The Bible says, let it grow together, the wheat and the tar. But here in the end, the, we will have a good harvest of the wheat. So instead of being afraid, shunning away, scared, some people are really scared when they hear, when they become skeptical when they hear the word prophets. But I want us to be reminded, it's a gift of God. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's given to us to strengthen us, to quicken us, to edify us individually and collectively as a body. Praise God. So God is calling us to speak forth. He is ready to perform his word. And I sense God wants to awaken us to that, to that understanding that we ought to tend to a sister and speak forth to them. You know, the Bible speaks about, uh, you know, like you'd hear a statement like particularly with Elisha and Elijah. Uh, and then so and so entered the company of the prophets. And this, and this happened. It's like every time somebody entered into the company of the prophets, there was an awakening. There was some healing. There was deliverance. Something of God could happen. What would happen when our church started to be like a company of prophets? People who speak forth. People who speak the word of God without fear. People who speak boldly, knowing that God is ready to perform what he has spoken. Praise the Lord. The power is in being united and moving together. With love holding us together as one body. When, uh, when uh, so King Solomon finished building the temple, the Bible says uh, on the day that he was dedicating the temple, you know, he, he talks about how the gatekeepers 
and how the, the musicians and how the priests and everyone, they were all in one accord. And it says the, the presence of the Lord filled the place. The bottom line is they were in one accord. Uh, coming back to what Tom was talking about last week, every gift was operating in one accord. So there, was a, uh, there wasn't like he who stands up here does the prophesying. No, even the gatekeepers, you know, in our, in our, in our time or in our church, would say those who hosting by the door, they were full of the spirit of God. When somebody gets to the door and say, hello, welcome to Center Church, they felt something of God, an awakening before even the worship began. Before the preacher has started to preach. Why? Because the, the place has become a, a company of prophets. People who speak forth. People who are full of the power of God. You know, the person who is hosting at the door. The person who is making the coffee. The person who is leading worship. Everyone, they are in one accord. In one spirit. Operating in the same power. Filled by the spirit of God. And the Bible says, and the glory of the Lord, on the story of uh, Solomon, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. How we did feel like in our church, where everyone walks in, and you have got a word for this one, you have got a word for that one. Everyone comes to church and they get a word. A word, somebody speaking forth, not just some empty words, but speaking forth the word of God and the heart of God. How about standing by the door and welcoming somebody and just releasing a word of encouragement that would probably change their world. That's how it looks like to start to speak forth the word of God or becoming a prophetic people. We are not, we, I'm not saying we are prophets. We are prophetic because we are speaking the heart of God. You know, if you have a, a, a gift of the spirit to fall, of uh, prophets to foretell, yes, foretell. But most people will have that gift of speaking forth. You are speaking forth because you know God has already spoken it. And what you are saying, you are taking it from the word of God. And so it's a word of God. And you release it over somebody timely, maybe for their situation. It doesn't mean, we don't need to, you know, we, it does, you know or uh, Tom did put it right. Let's not lift one gift too much, but all those gifts operating, everyone releasing the words, coming to church with the word like, Lord, who do you want me to, to, to encourage today? Lord, this word is in my heart the whole week. To whom shall I release this word? And we will see the fire of God in an amazing way because we are all in one accord. I'm going to share uh, two things quickly. Some of the things that hold us back. Or some of the things that, are, that could be obstacles. The first thing is lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. You know what has happened? We, we have got a pandemic. A pandemic in the sense that there is a lot of Christians who have no idea what the word of God says. They don't know who they are in Christ. They don't understand what the word of God says concerning any situation. Without the knowledge of the word of God then this gift becomes redundant. Because what do you speak forth? So God calls us to that place where we just, where let's in this season, just taking that habit 
of just sitting on the word of God and read the word of God. Because as you read the word of God, as it settles in your heart, God triggers something, a word for somebody, a word for somebody, just as you dwell in the word of God. So when we talk about becoming prophetic people, we need to be consumers of the word of God. This is what uh, Peter says. First Peter chapter 1. He says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. As his divine power has given us all things that pertains to life and to godliness. It, talk, it spoke of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In the knowledge of Jesus Christ, that's how we have received everything that pertains to life and to godliness. We carry it inside us when we have the knowledge of Jesus, when we have the knowledge of Christ, and we release that to each other. When we don't have the knowledge of Jesus Christ, we have nothing to release to each other. So it's a call to dwell in the word of God. And the second obstacle is, uh, is an issue of faith. You know, faith is confidence and trust that God will do what he says he will do. Faith, confidence, and trust. Not only that God has spoken, but that he will fulfill what he says he will do. And just to stand there, bold and stubborn, that nothing can shake me. I am confident because the word of God says it. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. It says, faith is substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. That is what faith looks like. You have not seen it, but you have confidence and hope that because God spoke it, it's going to happen. Praise the Lord. When we don't have faith, we can speak words. Those words are empty. The children of Israel, we were told in Hebrews chapter 4 too, that though they heard the message, they did not mix that message with faith. Therefore, they did not see the promise. They lacked to experience the fullness of what God can do because they lacked faith. So there is one, the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's the starting point because he is the way, he is the gate, he is the entrance, he is the, he is the only way. And the second thing is faith. Without faith, we can speak forth, but those words are empty. We need the confidence and faith to speak even in our personal situations. And one thing about waiting on God in faith, the Bible tells us that we have got to be diligently waiting until it happens. Some things you wait and you wait for a long time. And sometimes we become discouraged and we give up. But I want us this morning to be reminded that in the period of waiting in faith, God is building you up. You know, sometimes people think I've waited for so long, so I have lost a lot of time. But be reminded, God is more concerned about the person that you are becoming more than you getting things. He will give you things, but the person that you are becoming will help you and sustain you in the challenges that will come later on in life. So in the time of waiting, this is what we were told. This is my last verse I am reading. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11, it says, And we desire that each one of you shows some diligence to, and full assurance of hope until the end. In other words, the wait might be long, 
but show due diligence because you are trusting and knowing that in the time that I am waiting for the miracle that I am speaking forth about, God is building me, God is strengthening me, and God is lifting me up. Praise the Lord. And the last thing is, don't harden your heart. You know, a, a hardened heart is a heart of rebellion, is a heart that is full of unbelief and doubt and lack of faith in the word of God. And sometimes when a lot of, when things are, that are negative happens in our life or we wait for a long time, we become frustrated, angry, and sometimes we even resent God for the things that he did not do or the things that we thought God did them in the way that we did not want him to do. And as a result, our heart becomes hardened, stubborn, and rebellious. But God is calling us out of that. Life happens in ways that can be so painful. But I want us to be reminded, God still loves us. God is still strengthening us and lifting us. And he is putting his word in our mouth to continue to speak forth, knowing that whatever he has spoken will come to pass. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For any more information or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us at info at centrechurch.uk or check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.